Hi, I'm Alex. I'm Amy. And this is Small Town Not Small Minds. Nosotras estamos hablando de mis lecciones de español. Um, so today we're just going to talk about how my Spanish is going um, because I've been practicing a lot. Yeah, I think it suits well to the episode, Alex, because immigrants often are faced with challenges and barriers and you are, you know, bettering yourself and challenging yourself to learn a new language. Yes. Um, have you ever wanted to learn a new language, Amy? I think, well, like I can speak a bit of French, parlez-vous a petit français, and I teach beginner French, but I have been trying to sharpen my saw with Cantonese because unfortunately for my Chinese side, I can't really communicate with my family members because I didn't learn it younger years, but it's okay. never too late. So I yeah. have the app. It reminds me, but I haven't been as progressive as you have right. in terms of Spanish. Yeah. So I like I've always wanted to know more than one language. Growing up, um, all of my cousins were bilingual or multilingual. I definitely growing up, like on honestly, felt a little bit jealous and a little bit like. <laughs> This is like an insecurity of mine. Like, I felt like less than because I only spoke you English. You peasant. You speak one language. Oh my gosh. <laughs> now you're using peasant all the time. Um, yeah, I did feel like a little bit like less cultured or like not as good because I didn't speak more than one language. And then this opportunity kind of presented itself. This is how it fully formulated. So um, when I was like dating someone in the fall, um, she was saying how... She self-taught Spanish to herself. Wow. And I, I and you remember her. She was just such oh, a go-getter. Yeah. She knew so much, did so much. If she wanted to do it, she just did it. Yeah. You know? And I was just so impressed and inspired by that. Yeah. Um, that I was like, okay, Alex, like it's in we're in lockdown. What else are you doing? Mm-hmm. So I downloaded Duolingo and I was really inconsistent. So I practiced sometimes, sometimes not. Sometimes you would sticky verbs around your house. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very much so. Now it's all in a notebook, so it's not all around my house. Um, and then I thought about um, Sandra, who you'll hear on this podcast. I taught both of her sons, and I remember, like, first meeting her, I I don't, that doesn't stand out as much in my mind as when I had her second, second son in my class, Leonardo. She was so excited to see me. Like, she hugged me on the first day of school and was like, oh, I was hoping you'd be in your class. And so I was, like, so excited. I felt like we had this kind of bond. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Okay, Alex, you're not keeping yourself accountable. Why don't you reach out to Sandra and see if, like, she's willing to help you? Yeah. And it has been awesome. Like, you got to meet Sandra today, Amy. And she's super cool. And it's also, like, helpful for her because she wanted to learn more English as well. So it was just nice that you guys have that kind of friendship where you can practice languages together. Yeah. Yeah, it works out. And her, like, her questions are so advanced. Sometimes I'm like, I don't understand the, like, grammar behind that myself as a native English speaker. Yeah. Um, Whereas my questions are like, how do you say, I like to go outside? Yeah. (laughs) Right? And she's like, what's the difference between me neither and me either? And I was like, I don't know either. (laughs) Let me look that up. I don't know neither. (laughs) Right? (laughs) So... 
challenging me too to really yeah. like think about why we say the things we do in English. I'm proud of you, Alex. I really am. I think Thank it's you. also amazing. It's never too late for people to challenge themselves to try new things. I mean, on top of learning more rollerblading and right? <laughs> and Spanish, <laughs> you're just bettering yourself all around. Oh so gosh. keep it up. Yeah, you're gonna see me blading around town like with your Spanish saying. like lesson <laughs> in your ears. Yeah. yeah right? <laughs> <laughs> Alex likes to also talk on the phone with me in Spanish, and then I don't know how to respond, so I just keep talking. Yeah. I'm like, okay. And then I'll just keep talking. You literally said the other day, don't do this to me, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did have an important message, so I was like, I'm just going to keep talking, okay? So, yeah. I'm just trying to practice. It's good. It is really good. But it has opened up my eyes in two ways. Sure. One, um... I cannot believe the bravery of people coming to a new country not knowing the language. Right. Because I am very embarrassed to even attempt a single simple sentence in front of Sandra because I say so much wrong. Um, so that's so impressive. But also, it is giving me like a new appreciation for what my students go through every year learning to read for the yeah. first time. I've actually used some of the lessons that I've learned in Spanish to now teach my students. I'm like, mm-hmm. this is this has worked really well for me to like learn the vocab. Let's do it together. Mm-hmm. So I really appreciate my students. I do a lesson a day with them in Spanish, so they watch me do it on Duolingo. Oh, good. Because I think it's important to see like kids to see adults like yes. bettering themselves. And every day we do it at snack time. So they eat their snack, and I put it up on the smart board, and they pump me up all the time. They're like, you know this one, or it'll even say like will you take the challenge today? Uh-huh. And I'm like, I don't think I can. And they pump me up. All they're the like, time. you can do it, Miss McDonald's. Yeah, they're like, we believe in you. And they're Aww. so excited when I like make it to the next level. So that's adorable. So fun. <laughs> I think you bring up such a good point too, Alex, to say like, I really think in a position where we're educating youth, it's so important for us to remember what it's like being a learner as yes. teachers. And so, like, I'm one of those people, I love trying new things at any point. Like, I get introduced late into the game to things, and I'm like, oh, this is so cool. And then I get all into it. But it's just, it's so important to be be in that position of a learner again. You have so much more of an appreciation of the whole learning process in yes. general. So, I think, like, every PGP every year. That, Professional growth plan. Yeah. For, for you non-teachers. Yes. Just most of you. <laughs> <laughs> Should be a, a skill that we have to learn as a student. Lifelong learners, right? Seriously, yeah. Such a buzzword. It, and <laughs> also, <teaching>. that <laughs> is also one of the ways to stay as a centurion, like to live past 100, okay. is you're constantly challenging yourself to try new things and put yourself in a position of like learning all the time. So nice. well, we're on to something. We're on to something. Now you have to say goodbye in Espanol. Okay. Um, gracias por listening. Don't know what listening is. Uh, mi amigos, adios. Adios. There you go. Adios, amigos. Welcome. We're so excited. On today's episode, we have my mom and dad, Jenny and Sefton Smith. They reside in Pinoca. Um, They are both immigrants that came in the early 70s. They have grown up and made Canada their home. They met each other here in Canada. They got married. They had all their kids and they'll never, ever leave. Right, dad? Yeah. Yeah. Canada is home now. Canada is home. So we kind of brought you on today to share a little more perspective about, you know, your experience about creating a new country as your permanent home forever and ever. And, 
you know, that outlook of, you know, being an outsider coming in and establishing this point of place where you were going to stay forever with your families. But before we jump into it, Alex is going to ask you our opening question. What's the most small town thing about you? And when we, we should give some background. I mean, I came in 1978. Yeah. And, and Jan came in 79. Right. I mean, English was predominant language. Um, well, not mine. Well, you know, well, I, but so I went to school. In when, English. Yeah, which is, yeah. That we had supposed to learn English. And that, in fact, that's how I picked my name up myself because that uh, the teacher, when I was going to school then, the teacher preferred us to have our, to call, to address us by our Christian name or English name, not life on, you know. So that's why that I have to pick a name. So I am the lucky one that I get to pick my own name. Then none of you guys could. <laughs> What's the most small town thing about you? <laughs> <laughs> I guess I drive a pickup truck. Don't yeah, do that. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, and, and I mean, I've, started, I've listened to country western music, which I never, I grew up with punk yeah. music. Uh, you drive no, I, and you listen to country music. Yeah, well, I listen more now. I, I don't really have any uh, small town things. I grew up in a city, uh, a very large city. But um, but when I lived in, in uh, well, I think that when we first got married, we lived in Edmonton for a little bit and then moved around and then to Rimby area. Right. But you like your space now. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we, we should tell about the space in Hong Kong. It's crammed, yeah, right. as compared to here. I, I have never been back ever since I moved to Canada, but um, one of these I would love to. Um, just looking at both of you guys, I'd say the most small town thing about me is like, I feel inspired to watch Western movies with you, dad. Like I would never really watch them otherwise. So I like watching a Western every now and then, and mostly it's with you. So that would be the most small town thing about me. Nice. Alex, what about you? Like calling the city the big city. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> when you go to Edmonton, you're like, oh yeah, I went to the big city. Got all dressed up. <laughs> you and dad are a good blend of big old city and a little bit of country because dad's kind of that that immersed small town. He loves that mm -hmm. lifestyle. So in history where you were taught in England about the British North America Act and so forth and how Canada was made and the railway system and I guess I, I, I wasn't I was thinking back how advanced it was like when I got off the plane in Calgary I mean Calgary Airport was being built like in seven uh, like really expanding so we brought you guys on to share a little bit about your perspective of coming to Canada in the 70s so mom how old were you when you came to Canada you said you were fifth I just turned 19 actually yeah just turned 19 yeah. and dad was I was 15. 15, yeah. okay. And so for you guys coming, um, you know, what was it like being integrated in terms of like, welcome to Canada in the 70s? Well, I mean, I, I think we talked about this a little bit, but they, you look at Canada as like this sheer wilderness. Yeah, it was a shock how new everything was, how big. And uh, that was the one thing that really came across, how big everything was, like vehicle-wise, like, I mean, uh, you know, I, I, I came with my sister and uh, my parents were already here. So we literally traveled on, on our own. Yeah. yeah. Hence why you have a big truck. You're just looking at all these big vehicles. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny well, that you said that, you know, how advanced is everything in here. But 
because uh, you know, I remember when I first arrived in Vancouver, my cousin came and got us and uh, my cousin talking about it that, oh, something about the fashions, you know, you know, they will catch up in another five years, you know, that was never bring <laughs> kind of thing. So uh, it's just like, you know, it's just funny that you said how advanced you wow. are. My, my cousin was telling me how behind than fashion wise. I, I, I get yeah. that. I think fashion for sure. But I, I even still had my school uniform, I thought, because I did not know that if a school system would uh, have us wear that, you know, it would obviously be a different... Uh, that's kind of uh, cute. Yeah. <laughs> your school uniform. You know what would be really embarrassing is like wearing it to school, but like you just, there's so many unknowns. So you brought your old school uniform to Canada. Yeah. That's actually really cute. So oh. it's kind of uh, interesting to find that everybody was casual. You go to school. Just jeans. Yeah. In mm-hmm. jeans. Um, so one story that sticks with me when you talk about your guys' first time in Canada is your winter experience. You were not mentally, emotionally, physically prepared for how detrimentally cold it was in Canada. Make it sound like the like tundra. Pretty much at the time. I remember that I was waiting for school bus. I had my gloves on, my winter jacket on and everything. And, uh, but still like, I think that when you wait in the school bus, it's only like maybe no more than 15 minutes. I know that by the time when I got on the school bus, my finger would just hurt. I was just almost crying. I didn't cry, but it, it hurt until that, you know, uh, that evening when I go home, I noticed that they're all red. The tip oh, no. of my fingers, they were all red. I had gloves on, <laughs> but then I apparently, the, the, it wasn't protecting me enough. <laughs> the gloves to hit and yeah. Because yeah. I come from a farm background, so my father purchased the farm out by Rimbiway and uh, we actually bought dairy cows. We, we didn't know much about the dairy industry, but we were very keen to learn. So we, we took on this dairy farm. And I remember us going, my brother was helping us. We, we turned up and our feet were pretty frozen. We did not know, but we did not know enough about thermo boots. But I remember the farmer said, you guys have got to get the thermo boots. <laughs> we put newspaper in our rubber boots and yeah. bouncing up and down the concrete. I think that's like the biggest challenge and barrier for a lot of immigrants that come. They're just not prepared how cold it is. Like it's one thing to be like, hey, it gets really cold in Canada. And it's like, it's another thing to experience that cold. And you're like, was not expecting that. Right. Especially if you're coming from warm climates like Hong Kong. Yeah. Like, if you're in a really urban setting, like even if it is cold in those urban centers, it's like yeah. so compact that you don't really notice it as much. Yeah. So. Yeah, and that's true. That's you know, it's really hard on our parents. You know, right. Both our parents, both right. our mother had right. cried. <laughs> my mom, yeah. my mom was putting money in a sock. She was going to leave us and go back. To yeah, yeah. I don't blame life? her. Remind us why do we live here again? Like it's so cold. <laughs> so. But I would say when we were talking about this, just as you're like, why do we live here? I'm like, your parents love Canada. Like I feel oh, like yeah. you. Yeah. Like, it really comes up as you down. like love it here. Yeah, yeah. It now. But yeah, the, I, that I, first little while, it was, it was just a sheer adjustment, I guess. Yeah, mm-hmm. the joke about dad in terms of what Alex is saying, like, you guys love Canada. You've made Canada your home. In my social studies class growing up in Pinocchio Composite High School, my social teacher used to always, like, rave about, like, look how patriotic this house on the side of the highway is. They have a painted flag. And I was always like, 
that's fully my house. Like, <laughs> and like, you knew, like, my parents love Canada. Like, my dad's got a tattoo on his arm, like, of Canada, the outline. And like, dad at any moment is wearing at least one Canadian <laughs> emblem somewhere on his body. So it's just like, you really, you guys really love Canada and you've made it your home. So what made the transition to like feeling, oh, it's not really home. It's new to making it feel like it is your home. I think we've got a lot more tied to England than we really realize sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that transition for me is a little easier. I think it would be much more difficult. And I, I do sympathize with the immigrants who come over and don't speak a word of English and then have to navigate through, you know, and that's another uh, hurdle to come, overcome. Mm-hmm. With. But the only thing I noticed when I did come here, I used to speak very fast, and it took a while. We had to slow our speech down, my, my brother particularly. Wait, um, were you speaking fast or were you mumbling? Probably, <laughs> but also your accent. People are not used to accents, Dad. Right. So, like, sometimes even the slightest accent I see people here struggle like they're like I I can't understand and I'm like yes you can listen to them it it is hard because then any immigrant whether if English is not their like first language they have to slow their speech down so other people can hear them clearly because of they're not used to hearing accents even if it is an English accent and you're speaking English yeah I think that you know people who like homemade more as we are together as a married couple, I think. Because I, I, I mean, before that, like prior that we were married and stuff, I, I do try to fit in because that I notice my difference. You know, I notice, you know, I have things that I do are different than other people. And, and you know, it, it's harder to um, make friends when you're that old too and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, you know, it really it make me feel like home. It's like we are working towards our goals together. And that's mm-hmm. to me, it's more home than you know. Right. And now that you know, like we we have been back to uh, England. I've never been back to Hong Kong. We we went to England twice now together, and and uh, and we had talked about you know dreaming to go back to, to maybe you know get this piece of land and such there twenty years prior, and uh, when we went first visit, and then but now this time when we go back in two thousand eighteen, and we just kind of think that you no know, Canada is home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, home is where the heart is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I think with all your kids here too. That's right too. That's yeah, a huge anchor. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, that's. I think that's the time that I feel like home is because that we have achieved what we wanted to achieve. I think. Right. Say? Right. Yeah. But I I do agree. Like immigrants do have an uphill battle. Um, in a sense, if you did not grow up here, it's it, that you, I see it with you guys, you have a, a big advantage, you grew up here. I see it very, you know, with contacts and you grow up with people in the surrounding areas. So you know the, the whole culture. You And it's contact, it really is contact. And you've even brought that up in business, you know, and say it's small town. It's connected with, uh, you know, who you knew. I, I'm going to hire on so-and-so because I trust him, I know him, you know. Mm-hmm. Where the new immigrant might be just as good or you know better in some way, but he's new, so you don't, he has to prove himself. And that, and I think you'll find a lot of immigrants work terribly hard, and they and they have a dream about having a business here. And it's not always easy, but they want to come here. They see a land of opportunity, 
and uh, it, it takes a, a lot of courage and, and, and effort and a lot of money to, to build that, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting you say that, Dad, because a lot of my friends who are immigrants, I find the hustle game so real for them. But you're right. A lot of the times they're doing it out of necessity because they're like, this is all my life savings. I have to be able to provide for my family at this point. And so it's like a lot of necessity, but they're they see the opportunity and they definitely seize that. And I I commend them for that. They like kind of have that. Like I'm coming to this new place, a a new opportunity for me to like develop and grow this business idea that I have. So they're a lot more, um, they're a lot more willing to take on that adventure versus maybe kids born and raised here in Canada, even like. Well, like you almost don't have to, like this is privilege, right? Like Mm -hmm. I, I, when you talked about how connected everything is, I was thinking about my own upbringing with my, like I live in my dad's hometown. He lived there his whole life. Anytime I need anything, I can like phone up his plumber for, oh, I need this. Uh, like, can you help me with this? But the, the connections were all there already for me. Like, I didn't need to form them. Yeah. Right. So it's interesting. I didn't even think about it. Yeah. Well, the last thing we kind of wanted to jump in and talk to you a little bit about is like, what advice would you give to people who are working with a high immigrant population or also like for new immigrants who choose to come to Canada? Well, I, I think coming to Canada is great. And and I think if you can learn some English to help you, it's a very good country to invest your money in because it's not corruption. You know, the, not saying there isn't any here in a sense of corruption, but it's so mild, it's so small, it's a very safe place to, to invest your money. And I think that's a huge, a huge attraction for immigrants. I think a lot of the immigrants who come today have to become very educated and they have to bring money and have to show that they they're standing on their own two legs. Like even my parents, they brought their life savings and uh, my mom was a nurse. So we came with money and, and skills. It was a good start, you know. It was, it was probably a lot easier than, say, if I came from the Philippines on my own or from Thailand, unless I spoke clearly English and I was educated to a point that I'm walking into, like, the top job, right? For me, myself, I think the big thing is um, being friendly to, to uh, people that will come to the new country. I think I find Canada was doing a very good job because that when we first came to Canada, we find that people generally are very helpful. And uh, I think that helped a person to get used to a place uh, as, as well that you're more comfortable just being there with, with for, as their friends. Mm-hmm. I think friends mm-hmm. go for a long way. Like for, telling them about thermal boots and yeah. proper winter That's weather. right. <laughs> like very important. <laughs> Having patience too, because I think, you know, even for you guys, I was saying to Alex, like for me, like I grew up with parents, like my parents didn't talk in Canadian idioms. So like sometimes I find myself as a language arts teacher, I say idioms wrong. Like I'm learning them with the kids. I'm like, oh, that's what that is. Like idioms didn't make sense because it's like it it was a different it has a different meaning and so I was saying to her like I say things wrong and I don't realize that as an adult because my parents never spoke like that and they probably didn't even understand those either so like being patient with people and and I like that being kind to them and you know even offering help being a friend it's Mm -hmm. it's what they need it helps yeah yeah the language it helps yeah and then, like, having beautiful children, obviously. Having beautiful children, for sure. 
very successful. <laughs> so I can see that I can see that you know the difference between my parents uh, versus us because right. that my parents they don't speak uh, much English as we had uh, as a kid. So so that's why that you know it's easier for us to adapt as to for them too. But yeah, they they made the sacrifice their kid because they come to a place you knew very little about in a sense. Thank you, Jenny and Septon, for joining us here today to give us a little insight about your years here in Canada, your experience. Dad, you guys can't see this, but he's flashing his amazing Canadian tattoo, <laughs> his Canada pride here. You definitely give some highlights on, you know, coming to Canada, struggles, battles, advice for people. So we appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so oh, much. Thank you for having me. Hola, mi maestro de español es aquí. Está aquí. Está aquí. Hola, ¿qué tal? Mucho gusto. Mi nombre es Sandra Armendariz y yo soy de Chihuahua, México. Oh, wow. So, yeah, I'm from Mexico. Mexico. Chihuahua, Mexico. Chihuahua, yeah. Like, yeah. like the dog. The little dog, yes. <laughs> the cute little dog. Sandra and I met and now she is helping me learn Spanish. And you are doing so well. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Alex has been really excited to learn Spanish, but it was so fun walking into your Spanish lesson this afternoon. I think it's so interesting. We were just talking to Sandra before about how challenging it can be when you're learning a new language. And I was teasing her that we speak really fast, or I guess <laughs> I can. Yeah. And sometimes, yeah. you know, that, that can be hard for people to understand if they're new to the country. So... Well, that's what I say to Sandra all all evening. Could you say it again, but slower? <laughs> to yeah. Because I, I'm just a beginner right now. Yeah. yeah, and that's happened to me. I should say we, we have been living here in Canada for almost four years. And uh, for the first months that we, we were living here, I always say to people, could you please repeat me that because they, you guys are speaking so fast and yeah. for all for our is very difficult yeah. to understand you yeah. yeah yeah I can only imagine I know for my parents too that was like something that they struggled with was just people spoke so quickly and just assumed you understood and could comprehend what they were saying and they were just like whoa yeah, yeah. and I, I want to say something that it happened happened to me the first job that I have it was in McDonald's yeah. Okay. In the drive-thru, yeah. in the night shift. So when I went to my interview, I say, I'm new in Canada. I'm looking for a job, but something that I can do with my little English. And they say, hey, yes, don't worry. I have the perfect job for you. And then they send me to the night in the drive-thru. Oh, so yeah. can you imagine the difficult? Because face-to-face -face is so hard oh, to understand yeah. the English. And by phone, you know, the, yeah. the equipment that you use for the drive-thru, right. it was horrible. So I just can't work there for one month oh, and no. I quit. Yeah. I guess it, I never thought of that, Sandra, because you're not like seeing their face to mm -hmm. read the reaction or their yeah. lips or... Yeah. So then you can put some context Try to it. read the lips. Yeah. Yeah. And if you don't see the people, it's so hard when you are starting to learn another language. For yes. sure. Yeah. That because is a challenge. Because even for me to see it and write it. So if I'm reading a book, well, Sandra brought me a book and she's reading it. In Spanish? It yes. Yes, so um, cool. It's easier for me to read it or write it than to listen to someone speak it yeah. or speak it myself. Yeah. So I can't imagine yeah. doing it in drive-thru. No. Just hearing yeah. it would so be. Bad. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> for sure. I definitely like actually learning. It reminds me of like learning French. My my French was so bad speaking it, but like my written French was so much stronger because like it's easy to learn something whiteboard, I think, and you're like, okay, and then you can see it and your brain can lock into it. But auditory is very, very tough. Yet that's how children learn too, if you think about it. Like yeah. we're just listening by sound all the time. Mm, yeah. I guess this is why they say it's so much better to learn new languages when you're younger. Oh yeah, but definitely. I say, Alex, my kids, they speak English now very well. Okay. They help me a lot to mm -hmm. when I need to say something and they are with me. They help me yeah. because their English is much better now. And yeah. they practice it on the daily, like yeah. But uh, my problem now is that they are forgetting the Spanish. Right. So I should to bought some to buy some books in. Amazon, yeah, <laughs> in Spanish, and I practice with they all afternoon after school. I'm trying to study how to write, how to read Spanish, right? And maybe we study all days an hour with with each of my kids, and yeah. now they are much better. Yeah, but it's it's difficult. You bring up such a good point because I think immigrant children they end up being really powerful mm -hmm. because they can learn English, but mm -hmm. sometimes they're going to become more dominant in English. So you have yeah. to almost try and preserve mm -hmm. that yeah. if they can keep that dual language because then they have those assets. And for us, like parents, it's very difficult because we want to practice in home English because we want to learn English. Mm -hmm. But if we speak English in home, the kids gonna forget the Spanish. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it's very difficult to choose what to do. Yeah. 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 But now yeah. I can see my kids prefer English because they see everything in English. They Watch listen to TV in English. English music, yeah. all that they Justin are, Bieber. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Justin Bieber. They never hear any Latin music. Yeah. Nothing. No. It, it's sad for me, but I understand. We'll have a, yeah. a fiesta. And we'll just listen to Latin music with you and... No, they, they don't like it. <laughs> they don't, like, music, it. They don't <laughs> like Latin music. They don't dance. My husband and I can put music on the kitchen and start dancing and they just look at us like crazy, you know, what they are doing. <laughs> because they don't like it. Well, don't yeah. stop doing it. Yeah. They'll look no, at you. <laughs> they, they should learn. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Well, Sandra, why don't you tell us what were some of the difficult things for us moving to Canada? Uh, definitely, I think the the most difficult thing in Canada is about the weather, mm -hmm. the cold. I love the snow because I've never seen a snow like here, but the weather is so cold. Uh, yeah. Cold. yeah. No cold. one prepares you. I know sometimes I even ask myself, what am I doing here? Yeah. What am I doing here? It is far too cold. I say, Alex, when the winter starts mm -hmm. in September, it's so nice, October, mm -hmm. November, but in January and February, when it's so bad, I really want to back to Mexico. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I feel like the real survival of Canadians mm -hmm. is like being a snowbird. Mm -hmm. Like you like stay here for six months and then for those really deathly cold six months, you just leave. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> part-time living in Canada. Yes. And for my kids, it's so hard to wear a lot of cloth in winter. Yeah. They don't want it. So it's no pants and, you know, snow boots. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In Mexico, like you never, you never yeah. use that. 
Definitely that was the the more difficult thing. Yes. To live in Canada. I, I would say even for the people that live here, every time it gets so cold, I'm like, wow, it's so, it's too cold. You forget how cold it is. And then winter comes and it's yeah. freezing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would say like when I got to live abroad in the Middle East and I didn't have snow for two years, I didn't miss it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, don't miss it. It was cool to come back and see, and it's nice to see it when uh-huh. it's comfortable to be outside. But when it's exactly. like past minus 23, you're like, nope, not yeah. for me. I love see Christmas with snow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the snow is so nice. I like it, but not the Not when you winter. can't yeah. go outside. Yeah. yeah. And most because Mexico, Chihuahua, where I am from, the mm-hmm. state is so warm. It's a uh, desert. Mm-hmm. I don't remember how many times I saw snow in Chihuahua. Maybe three times in all my life. Didn't I to Alex that in Chihuahua in 2011, we had the most strong uh, winter storm. Oh. And it was an emergency. All the cars, you know, didn't work more. And mm-hmm. many houses uh, has uh, damage. It was just uh, minus 20 yeah just minus 20 in, in here and you're like I've, I've survived minus 40 up exactly. here <laughs> <laughs> yeah unbelievable so yeah before I move here I never think I, I'm gonna need to buy snow pants so I've yeah. never heard that word before snow pants no never this is hilarious <laughs> this is this one connects so well to my parents in like thermal boots yes. <laughs> yeah they were like Thermal boots? People are like, gotta buy yourself some thermal boots. <laughs> yeah. yeah, some winter boots. Yeah. But what's on the flip side? Like, what do you love about Canada? Yeah. I think one of the things that that when decided to move here was because Mexico is so cute and we have a very nice nature there too, mm-hmm. but it's very unsafe place. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's not a good place for my kids grown there. Mm-hmm. So we decided to move here because... You know, it's a very safe place mm-hmm. and we are so happy and the kids are safe here and they can go outside and you can go to the schools by themselves. No, no, no. They you can can't stay. walk to school. They couldn't, they couldn't walk in they Chihuahua to school. Because it's not safe. Mm. No, they can play outside without the parents. No, that's not safe. Is that just Chihuahua or would no, you say... No, it's about all the country. Okay. And yeah. that is that have to do a little bit with the government? Yeah, I think it's about the government and it's too about the dealer, drug dealers. Okay. Yeah, it's so bad. Okay. In many forms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In parts. And how big is Chihuahua, the uh, city? Actually, Chihuahua is the biggest state on the country. Oh, yeah. Oh, I that's didn't know that. That's yeah. super cool. Okay, so safety is really important yes, for safety. you, and that's, that was a big draw to yeah. come to Canada. Mm-hmm. And the second thing that I can say is about education, because mm-hmm. in, in Mexico we have a good education, but you should pay for that. Oh. So if you want that your kids speak another language, you need to pay for a private, private school. school. Okay. Yeah. So the public school doesn't have that opportunities. Right. And I see lots of pictures you post on Facebook of you going to Jasper. Oh, and yeah. We love the nature here. Yes. Yeah, it's so cute. The mountains, the oh nature. Oh, my God. I've never seen before a bear. <gasps> yeah? Oh, my you God. You saw a bear? I saw a lot. Last year, I went to Jasper. I saw a lot. 
Yeah. A lot of bears? Yes. Were you, I hope you didn't get too close. In car? <laughs> I yes, in my car. Okay. <laughs> and I see like a four bears in seven days. I, I was in Jasper. Oh, black wow. bear or black? Grizzly. Just black Okay, bears. I was like, ooh. Yes. <laughs> Scary. That's, yeah. Yeah. So much nature and wildlife. Yeah. And animals. Yeah, that's so cute. Yeah. yeah. I'm a fan too. Yeah. I'm a, fan. I'm a big yes. fan. Yeah, when we have a weekend or a vacations, we decided to go to the nature. Yeah. yeah. Very beautiful. Yeah. That's awesome. That's Amy as the same way, aren't I you? I love being outside. Yeah. I take pictures of nature all the time. Nobody wants to see them, but I, I love it. <laughs> and right now it's so green because it uh-huh. rains so much. So I'm just like in heaven, like taking pictures of nature all the time. And I love seeing trees. And uh-huh. even though we're in the prairies out here, so some of our streets, even in town, have beautiful old yeah. trees, and it's just so nice. The sky, yeah. we have a beautiful, we're such a big sky country, and the mountains, I would go every month, oh, and yeah, hike, and mountains. go for walks, and bike, so, so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And which is your favorite place in Canada? In Canada? Well, I feel like I've only really explored Alberta to a large extent, but if Mm -hmm. you have had a chance to see BC because it has the Pacific Ocean, it's Mm -hmm. so nice in BC. I'm planning to go there. Good. In August. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I really want to see northern Alberta too, like the Yukon and Northwest Territories, but but my real dream is actually to see Atlantic side. So like... Nova Scotia, Newfoundland, New Brunswick, out that far east because there's so much history. But have you been there before or not? No. The furthest I've really been is Toronto, and I've only really been there for the airport. So, <laughs> like, it's, it doesn't really count. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> no, no count. <laughs> but like, I've been to like Ontario mm-hmm. in the Lake of the Woods area, so that's about as far east as I've gotten. Mm-hmm. So there's so much of Canada to see. Like, mm-hmm. you could literally tour Canada for months and still yeah. not get to all uh-huh. of it and i i want to say something um mm-hmm. in mexico it's so difficult that you can have a lot of vacations and you can go another states because it's so expensive so yeah. now that uh, we're living in canada we go too many places and yeah. you know i'm just have a part-time my husband have a full-time but we have uh, money for go mm-hmm. for travel. vacations and travel. And yes. I should to say I know more places here in Canada in these four years than the places that I went in Mexico in all my right. life. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that's I a think, good thing. Yeah. yeah. I think that's good too because that really ties into another reason maybe why you like Canada too is like the economic ability yeah. Yeah. to... For sure it to, is. To make money. Yeah, and when I am uh, um, in my work and hearing my coworkers talking about how expensive Canada is, I just think, oh my God, it's not so expensive because <laughs> you have enough for pay your rent, your bills, or go to travel for your food. As a Latin, we have the culture to send money to our parents in Mexico yes. so you can help your family in Mexico. Or in our case, we have a house in Mexico. So last year we paid our house yeah. and I say, no, it's, it's not so expensive. It's yeah. just something about mm, managing, your managing. Money. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think you're right though. I think life in Canada can be expensive if you buy into a certain standard of living. Yeah. Yeah, but I think exactly. you, you come and this is true to many immigrants that I know personally too, you come and you're 
smart with it. You're yeah. using this. I'm as trying. Well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I say my husband, I prefer to live right now in a small apartment, but go to many you know, places, many places yeah. for my kids because I think that's the important for day, you know. Yeah. To have a travels with right. us, and they will gonna remember about that. That's good. So kind of prioritizing what yeah, is exactly. important to you. Yeah. yeah, and and I think you're right. You like Canadians, they might say like, I want a bigger house, I want a brand new car, I want yes. blah blah blah. And it's like, what are you trying to do? Like, it depends what you're wanting. And you yeah. guys have this experience, so mm-hmm. you're really getting to the to experience it in yeah. both places. And, so and yeah, and I see my coworkers, and all day they are like uh, so worried about how they are gonna pay their expensive houses, cars, and I just think maybe you you need to change the, all the money that you spend. True. Maybe it's not necessary, you know? Yeah. Yes. And you could be more happy. Yeah. If you know how it to It sounds spend like money. you can also coach people on managing yeah. your money. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I was like, but how to Spanish. save money. Yeah. Dinero. In, yeah. In Spanish Dinero. edition. Yeah. <laughs> For sure, yeah. That's awesome. Gracias, Sandra, for being on the podcast. Uh, we're very happy to have you. Oh, you're welcome, guys. I'm so happy to be here. And uh, I was a little nervous, <laughs> but I'm so happy. And nice to meet you, Amy. Yeah. Thank you for the invitation today at your podcast. For sure. I, I just am so glad that you could share a little bit of insight and perspective. So thank you for taking the time to sit with us today. And we'll uh, definitely have a little fiesta with you. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's time for Jar of Questions. Caliento. Oh my gosh, I think. <laughs> Ooh, it's a new um, one. Estan caliento aquí. It's hot here. Hot like fire. Hot like fire. Okay. Oh, what is your favorite breed of dog? Uh, yes, please. On I the love... count of three, let's say our favorite dog. Okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. I love all dogs. I just want a disclaimer that. But if okay. I have to pick one breed, are you saying yours and I'm saying mine? Yeah, because um, it's not going to be the same. It's going to be funny. Okay, one, one two, two, three. three. French Bulldogs. We should have said each other's because I knew that was going to be your answer. Did you know that was going to be my answer? No. Oh, what? I didn't. I don't love all dogs. I know. I was going to say, I know Alex isn't as much as a dog lover as I am. Like, I'm that weirdo, like, stopping people. Don't even ask them. Like, it's like bad yeah. dog manners. And I'm like, forget that there's a human even attached to you. And I'm like, right. in there. That's my level of loving dogs. Yeah. That's not me at all. That, <laughs> honestly, I feel... I hate when people are like that. <laughs> I know, I know. And like, it's like I forget all my manners and I just go for it. It's I mean, annoying. that's like become like a really normal, normalized thing now that for people to be like really into like quote doggos. That's like real, doggos. real millennial, millennial way of saying that. Um, but for me, like growing up in Anchorage, like we loved our dogs. Like I still think of Duke all the time. That was years ago. But um, Never talk about him. I think about him. I told you he was like reincarnated in our goat good, I remember. Oh, yes. Yeah. 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 But he also has passed. Um, why is this so sad? <laughs> um, I don't know. But like on, on an acreage, it's just like, yeah, you love them. Of course, you care for them. You like want to take them for walks. And when they die, you're very sad. But it's not like they've become your whole life. And there's so many costumes and there's all like of that. A like Instagram page for them. 
Yeah. <laughs> the, all of that's too much for me, personally. Yeah. I just, I don't have a dog now. I did have Dexter before. Yes. Um, I love living with a dog, mostly because I love going for nature walks. Yeah. And having a dog really kind of prompts you to do that. But also as a downfall, as a single woman, living with a dog can kind of be a nightmare at times because you're really bound to your home. And I am too much of a nomad. Yeah. For it to be a fair situation for me, for the, sorry, for, not for me, for the dog, really. So yeah. I can't wait to have a dog again. Um, absolutely love dogs. My dream dog, French Bulldog. Yeah, my I'm dream dog, that. Golden Retriever. Yeah, I heard, I heard it on the three. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was worried that our voices would overlap. But... Oh no, we're both loud enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we want to know your favorite breed of dog. Yeah. Woof woof. Oh. No. <laughs> it smells like up dog in here. Up dog? You're supposed to say. Oh, sorry, is that a thing? Yeah. What's up dog? Yeah. Oh. That's a joke. <laughs> <laughs>